two of when disciples pray. Amen. If you have your Bible, I need you to go to Jeremiah, the 29th chapter, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, verse number 12, which is our foundational scripture. Jeremiah 29, verse number 12. Jeremiah 29, verse number 12. Amen. When disciples pray. Jeremiah 29, Jeremiah 29, verse number 12, amen. If you have it, say amen. Amen. The word of the Lord says, then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Look at verse number 12 again. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I, I, I um, declared this on last Sunday, and I hope you still got that same five fire and fervor that you had last Sunday, because um, I, I really believe this with all my heart, with everything inside of me, that I declared over you prophetically that your prayers are getting ready to be answered. Okay, some of y'all, that didn't mean nothing to you because you don't really pray, but there's some of us in this building who've been praying for some stuff for a long time and it has not happened yet, I've come to prophetically declare over your life that your prayers are getting ready to be answered, okay? I still ain't got nobody, so I'm going to just talk to about four of y'all that got a little bit of faith this Sunday morning that say, I didn't get up out my bed. I didn't drive all the way to 5454 Arlington Expressway on a Sunday when I could have stayed in the bed for nothing. I Listen, I came out with some eager expectation uh, that I believe that God is getting ready to answer my prayers. Oh, my God. And I know some of you ain't been praying and you ain't been believing God but there's some stuff that I'm due that I've been waiting on a long time oh God and I believe with every fiber of my being that all my prayers were not in vain that God is getting ready to set me up in such a way that what I prayed five years ago he getting ready to make happen in five weeks y'all ain't made that I wish I had somebody in here that just heard the word of the Lord God said there's a prayer that you prayed five years ago that you ain't let go of yet and God wanted me to remind you that that prayer you prayed five weeks ago get ready because in five five years ago because in five weeks that prayer is getting ready to okay before 2020 gets here there's some stuff that's been held up that ain't came my way in a long time but God told me to tell somebody your prayer is getting ready to be answered I'm gonna talk to the people that got some faith give your neighbor a high five and say your prayer getting ready to be answered your prayer getting ready to be answered I know you waited for a long time I know you suffered through this thing but God said because you did not faint and you did not give up your prayer is getting ready to be answered I said it's getting ready to be answered I 
I said, it's getting ready to be answered. 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 I need you to touch somebody around you and tell them it's getting ready to be answered. Oh, God. It's getting ready to be answered. I've struggled through this thing long enough. I've cried. Okay, let's go here. I'm going to talk to some real folks. Some of y'all getting on my nerves this morning. Can I talk to some people that have cried through some seasons that seemed like it never was going to come together? It seemed like it was never going to happen for you. But I came to announce to you, weeping may endure for a night. Oh, but joy. Is coming in the morning. You sown in tears, but you getting ready to reap in joy. Somebody lift your hands, open up your mouth, and give God glory because your prayer It's getting ready to be answered. 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 All this suffering went for nothing. It's getting ready to be answered. All the hell I had to go through went for nothing. It's getting ready to be answered. All the tears I had to cry. All the friends I had to lose. All the people that had to walk away. My prayer is getting ready to calm down. Oh, see, if we ever understood how important prayer was, because whenever you're in the posture of prayer, you are in the most powerful position you can be in. Why is prayer so powerful? You ready for this? Because you've heard this over and over again, but I don't think you really have. Uh, many of us have grasped this. Why is prayer so powerful? Because prayer changes things. Okay, all right. That when, I, when you kneel before God and call on the Lord, prayer changes things. Prayer changes the prognosis of a bad diagnosis. Preach, Philip. Prayer will give you the strength to say no to some stuff you used to say yes to all the time. Prayer will open your eyes to doors you didn't even know you were qualified to walk through. Prayer will take, you, take some enemies in your life and turn them into footstools that help to elevate your life. Prayer will hold your life together when life is trying to tear it apart. Prayer will calm your fears and soothe your doubt. Prayer will make sure that every demon and devil that's coming after you got to back up off you. Prayer will make sure that whatever cancer is in your body got to dry up. Prayer will make sure that every depressing spirit that trumps to torment you has to release you. Is there anybody here that know there's power in prayer? somebody say this. I didn't come up with this. I heard somebody say this. It might not be good English, but it's good theology. What prayer can't do can't be did. <sighs> I said what prayer can't do can't be did because prayer has the ability to touch every area, every struggle, every pain, every anxiety, every worry, every issue that's in your life that when you lay it at the feet of Jesus, prayer changes things. I wish some of y'all would realize the only reason you still here and in your right mind ain't because of your education, ain't because you had all the money, ain't because of your position. The reason you're still here it's because somebody prayed for me, had me on their mind, took a little time. And is there anybody in here that say, I'm living off of grandmama prayers and I'm living off of mama prayers. But one day I found out for myself that if I get down on my knees and call on God, God will answer my prayer. You got to get ready. You got to get ready for the change that's about to hit your life because of your prayer life. I came to announce to somebody your situation getting ready to change. It's only for the people that can handle this. Your money getting ready to change. 
Jesus, I wish I had somebody. Oh, your, your family is getting ready to change. Your, your, your thinking is getting ready to change. I dare somebody jump on your feet and just turn around and say, everything in my life is getting ready to change. Everywhere I look, it's getting ready to change. My situation getting ready to change. My mind getting ready to change. My emotions getting ready to change. My husband getting ready to change. My wife getting ready to change. Everything in my I want you to give your neighbor a high five and say, change, change, change. It's getting ready to change for you. Yeah, it's getting ready to change for you. Came to announce to somebody. I don't know if you're ready for this, but I came to announce to somebody. It's getting ready to happen. I feel something trembling in the water and something getting ready to happen for you. You think you went through all that hell for nothing? God said, I just needed you to wait a little while longer to make sure that while you were praying, you really wanted what you was praying about. But now that I took you through the process, I need you to look at somebody and tell them, child, it's getting ready to happen for you. It's getting ready to happen for me. It's getting ready to change. Crystal, when you've been waiting on something to change for a long time, see, other people around you don't understand your praise sometimes. My praise ain't that I got everything I wanted. My praise is I'm just crazy enough to believe that what didn't happen yet getting ready to happen for me. Hey, my, my praise ain't because ain't the money there. My praise is I got a God that shall supply all my needs according to his riches. My praise ain't that it's all together. My praise is I got a God that's still working on my behalf. Lift your hands and give God five seconds of praise if you believe the impossible, if you believe the crazy, if you believe that it, whatever hasn't happened yet, God is going to do just what he said. our direct line with heaven. Prayer is communication. It's a communication process that allows us to talk to God. God wants us to communicate with him. And prayer becomes our means of communication that allows us to interact, discuss, and respond to God. Prayer is simply talking to God and he talking to us. And as a disciple of Jesus Christ, it is necessary for us to keep the lines of communication open to our God. Um, see, the, the, the problem is, the problem is, like I told you last week, the problem is that, that we got a line tied up. That when God trying to get through, uh, it ain't going to beat because you got too many people on your line. <sighs> God say, I'm trying to answer your prayer, but I keep getting sent the voicemail. Because you keep talking to the wrong people about your issue and about your problem. You going through hell and you run the Facebook. And God is saying, when you running through going through hell, why don't you run to my book? Because my book got the answer for you. God is saying, why don't you untie your line? Who you been talking to? Who, who taking up where God's supposed to be answering? Oh, okay. So you got to keep your line open. Prayer is spending time in conversation with God. It is, watch this, pointing your spirit, your mind, and your emotions toward God in conversation with God. Let me say that again. It is pointing your spirit, your mind, and your emotions toward God in conversation with God. That when we pray, not only do our requests show up, 
but all of us show up as well. Last week we saw that Jesus is the greatest example of what a prayer life looks like. Let's review. When did Jesus pray? I told you last week. Number one, Jesus prayed to deal with depletion. Number two, Jesus prayed to stay aligned with his assignment. Number three, Jesus prayed to discern decisions. Come on, y'all take notes. Number four, Jesus prayed to wrestle with his will. And number five, Jesus prayed when he felt forsaken. But this week, we're going to look at the ingredients or the components of powerful prayer. Because if you want your prayer life to be effective and powerful, there are certain ingredients that must be present. Watch this. Number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. Prayer must be daily. Uh, let the church say daily. In other words, powerful praying is not, watch this, emergency praying. Some of you have mastered emergency prayers. Prayer that is given when you're faced with an emergency. God, I need the money. Bless me. God, they're getting on my nerves. Bless me. God, I need you to make a way. Open the door. Bless me. Because prayer likes power when you only pray when you think you need to pray. I need to say that one more again. Prayer lacks power when you only pray when you think you need to pray. Prayer is not intended, ladies and gentlemen, to be an event. Prayer is intended to be a lifestyle. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Uh, um, I got an announcement for you. If you made it to the campus of the Freedom Church of Jacksonville this morning and you have not prayed yet, you need to change your lifestyle. <laughs> because, because, because it might be that you're waiting for somebody else's prayer to kick in for you. And God is saying, I'm waiting for you to open your own mouth. Because every one of us needs to be a people who understands that prayer must be a lifestyle. Especially after knowing all the things we go through on any given day. Uh, you need God. To calm you down and to keep you cool. Let's say for your neighbor, but I want to talk to the honest people. I ain't come for the fake church people today. You need to talk to God so that God can give you the peace that surpasses all understanding. Because some of you know that by the time you get to work, there is something or somebody that is on that could disturb your entire spirits. Look at your neighbor and say, I know what he's talking about. I know what he's talking about. I know what he's talking about. In fact, some of y'all don't even have to wait till you get to work. Road rage will get you before you get to work. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Tomorrow's Monday. Everybody back to school. Road rage, road rage. I said, tomorrow's Monday. Everybody go back to school. I said, road rage. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. See, I got to talk to God in the car to make sure that I don't know. Finger don't go with you. Okay, uh, all right. Uh, okay, all right. I ain't got no real people. I got to talk to God while I'm in the, driving down the street in the car because if I don't, something else going to come out my, my mouth that ain't in Mount Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I, I got to talk to God because is there anybody here that say every now and again road rage get the best of me why you didn't put on your turning signal why are you jumping okay all right okay all right all right okay okay all right here's the crazy part here's the crazy part some of you ain't got to wait to work some of you ain't even got to wait till you get in the car uh, uh sometimes 
sometimes you don't even have to leave your house. Some of them folk in your house get on your nerves. It's gonna get real quiet right through here. Because you might be sitting near them and you don't wanna, you don't wanna, you don't wanna let them know that, that the mama loves you, but you work my nerves early in the morning. And you know, that I, I love you, but you, you 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 talk too much early in the morning. You got you got how many times I gotta tell you to get up? How many how many times I gotta tell you to get up over and over and over? Get up, get up. I, I ain't even got to get to work. I ain't even got to drive down the street. Sometimes there's people in my in my own house. Okay, maybe that ain't you. Maybe it, it, it ain't the job, maybe it ain't the driving, maybe it ain't the people in your house. But is there anybody anybody that can agree? like me sometimes I get on my own nerves and I need to talk to God to even deal with Philip because Philip act crazy sometimes and I got to talk to God and say God here I am I need you to get me together all over again so prayer must be a lifestyle that happens daily everybody say daily but secondly prayer must be deliberate it's got to be deliberate after it's daily it's got to be deliberate James 3 tells us that we have not because we ask not. Because through prayer, we have been given the awesome privilege of initiating blessings to flow in our lives. Our prayer becomes powerful when we pray deliberately and intentionally. Not Lord bless me. That's too general. Why don't you say, Lord, help me with this attitude. That's about to get out of control. Not prayers. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Um, deliberate prayers not prayers that are forgotten as soon as you pray them but prayers that is consciously thoughtful and uh, uh, that you consciously thoughtfully approach the throne of God with because deliberate praying involves thinking carefully about what I really want from God I know this this ain't you know I, I know y'all y'all don't get this but um, uh, but I, I'm noticing now that the people of God ask you to pray about things they don't really want. I, I'm realizing that the time and space of me praying has to be intentional and deliberate, but I ain't got time to be praying for stuff you don't even want yourself. Uh, you, you know those people that say, pray for my health, but they never change their eating habits or work out. I'm in the house. Um, pray, 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 pastor. Pray, pray, pray that I get a promotion. But they still come in late and never go above and beyond what their job description says. What you, what, what, you gonna waste my time? I got this be on my knees for something you don't even want yourself? God, y'all getting quiet right through it. Pray, 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 pastor, for my financial blessing to come through. But you don't manage what you already have. And the question becomes, y'all getting quiet, how can I expect God to take my prayer seriously when I don't even take my own prayer seriously? Because if I took it seriously, I would line my life up in the direction of answered prayer. Y'all getting real quiet with me right now. Stop asking all these people to pray for you when you don't even pray for yourself. Child, I need you to keep me lifted in prayer. Why? Because you're going to go back to the fool over and over again anyway. So I'm going to keep my prayer and I'm going to wait on God and the enemy to work some things out in your life for you to come to your own senses that you want better. change 
Because your life ain't lining up in the direction of an answer prayer. Where your change at? Pastor, that seemed cold. Faith without works. So I'm going to pray for a dead person. Grab, your, grab the hand of your neighbor. Shake it real good and say, neighbor, are you a dead man walking? the devil is a liar. I'm making sure I'm making preparations for God to open up the floodgates of heaven and pour me out a blessing I ain't got room enough to receive. The reason I'm making changes is because I'm getting myself ready for God to answer the prayer that I've been praying about a long time ago. Okay. So number one, prayer must be what? Number two, prayer must be what? Here's number three, prayer must be direct. Be direct. Prayer is not meditation or passive reflection. Prayer is a direct address to God. It is the communication of the human soul with the Lord who created the soul. It is our way to communicate our emotions and desires with God. I know y'all new age, and I know, you know, y'all woke. I know y'all got all this other stuff that y'all listen to and watch now. But um, I, I can't speak for you, but I'm just talking about me just for a minute. That's why I don't pray to the universe. I pray to the God of the universe. Oh God, y'all don't like me this morning. I, I, I don't pray to nature and mother nature, but I pray to the one who made the sun, the moon, and the stars. Oh God, I don't pray to my ancestors. Come here, come here, talking to dead people. Come here, come here, come here. I don't pray to my ancestors. I pray to the one who carried my ancestors through the years. I pray to the ancient of days. I pray to the God of heaven and earth. I pray to the God that made all, is in all, and upholds all. Why would I go to you when I could go to the one that made you? Ah, I pray to the one that can answer my prayer. Sorry. I mess some of y'all up. You want to pray to the universe. You keep on praying to it. Amen. Touch your neighbor say, be direct. That's why, that's why Christians, that's why before we close out a prayer, we got to make sure we address the one who we talking to. We got to make sure that we sign the check of the prayer. I got to make sure that the right name is on it. Because <laughs> if I go in my name, Paul I know. Uh, Peter I know. Apollos I know. But, but who, who, who are you? You know, I, I got to make sure that, that I, I thank God for my bishop. And I love my pastor. But I got to make sure I pray in the name that's above every name. I got to make sure that I got to sign it with the right name because if I don't put the right name on it then it won't have the right authority oh God I could be praying amiss because I don't because I'm not praying in the right name but if you old school like me before you say amen you got to say in Jesus name <laughs> what is that? Is, that is that a magic formula no no it means that you pray with his authority it means that I'm asking God the father to act upon the one who has been given all authority and his name is Jesus when you pray in Jesus' name, cancer got to dry up. When you pray in Jesus' name, the devil has to back up off your child. When you pray in Jesus' name, anxiety has to leave. Is there anybody that know that name? I dare you to lift up your hand and call on the name that's above every name. I dare you to lift up your hand, open up your mouth, and call on the name Jesus. Because there's power in his name. There's power in his name. Let me borrow you, Teresa, because the more I call them, 
the better I feel. God, I, 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 could call, I could call on my boss name and I could call on my pastor name and nothing don't move on the inside of me. But if you've been blood washed and born again, there's something about that name Jesus that your heart could be down in the dumps and broken into a million pieces. But when you start calling on that name Jesus, ah, all your emotions come in the check. I dare somebody in here that's going through hell that lift up your hands and call on that name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus in the morning. Jesus in the noon day. Jesus in the midnight hour. Jesus when I'm up. Jesus when I'm down. Jesus when I got money. Jesus when I'm broke. Jesus when I'm sick. Jesus when I'm hurting. His name is I need somebody. Throw your hands up. Throw your head back and holler that name. Jesus. like that name. Y'all don't like that name. Y'all don't like that name. You ain't never been in an issue before. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, this is about for 10 of y'all that know what I'm talking about right here. Ever been driving down the street and all of a sudden looks up like somebody was getting ready to hit your car and you didn't call on your mama name. You didn't call on your daddy name. Watch this. You 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 done got redeemed and saved to the place you don't even cuss no more like that, <laughs> like that. Uh, you 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 done got to the place that when trouble rises. You know the name to call on. God help me. I want you to grab the hand of your neighbor, shake it real good, and say, I know I got a name. I got a name that's above every name. I got a name that gives me strength. I got a name that gives me power. I got a name that lifts me up. I got a name that helps my mind. I got a name that calms my emotions. I got a name that's above every I wish I had somebody in here. Throw your hands up and call on that name. Jesus for my child. Jesus for my house. Jesus for my money. Jesus for my family. I love that name. She And others in chariots, but I will trust in the name of the Lord, for the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run therein and they are safe. When I call on that name, Jesus, I got a hiding place that when the enemy tries to get me, he can't find me because I got a hiding place in the name of Jesus. So tell the witch to come after me tell the warlock to try to hex me but I got a name that's powerful than any hex you can put on me. Do your voodoo and woodoo but I got a name that can break every back of the enemy. I got a name that's got some power behind it. I got a On the count of three, I need you to lift your hands and with everything inside of you, just keep calling on that name, Jesus. If you know it got some power, if it got some strength, I want you to open up your mouth and call on that name, Jesus. One, two, three. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I dare you to call that name. I said open up your mouth and call that name, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, hey, Jesus, Jesus.
my company keeper, my battle axe, my wheel in the middle of a wheel, oh, my comforter, my protector. Ah, oh, that name is Jesus. Ah, oh, that name is Jesus. Demons, okay, can I just tell you what just happened? I just heard the Lord say, hell just got nervous because you just ran into that name. There's some demons running out your house right now because you called on that name. I tell you, now just call on that name. Jesus. some of the main components of prayer what must you have when you pray I want to give you five principles four principles four components of prayer number one is adoration let the church say adoration adoration is the human response before something that has moved you or impacted you in such a way that your whole being is involved it means your thoughts are involved your affections, your, your emotions, your will is involved when you adore something. Because you will know how much you adore something by how it makes you feel. Let me say that again. You will know how much you adore something by how it makes you feel. <sighs> that, that makes me nervous for the saints. Because I can tell the level of your adoration based upon your response when you start talking about it. Because if I can talk about them and don't nothing move you on the inside, I got to ask you, do you really adore him? Because I know if you adore something by how it makes you feel. You don't believe me. Let me prove it to you. When you first laid eyes on that new baby, that little defenseless, helpless child grabbed your heart in such a way that you were willing to do whatever it took to make sure they were cared for. Oh, I got some fathers in here, some good fathers. They tell you, when I saw that child, I don't care what I had to do. I, I was going to make sure that child was taken care of. Got some mothers in here that could tell you, when I held that baby in my arms, there was something that gripped my heart in such a way that whatever they wanted, I was willing to give it to them. Why? Because I adore them. And when you adore something, it grips your heart and brings you in and demands everything from you. When you adore something, it demands your time. It demands your money. And it demands your energy. Because what you adore, watch this, controls your life. You can't have no child and all of a sudden that child don't affect your life. Now you go on the soccer games you ain't playing in. You go on the meetings you didn't call for. You become a resident Uber driver. Am I talking to any parents right there that know what I'm talking about? And no matter what your plans are, their plans will always supersede your plans. Because what you adore controls your life. But the problem with adoration in the church is that we have regulated adoration towards God to just singing, lifting hands, and other religious calisthenics. Preach, Philip. But, but, but you can sing and not adore God in your heart. Come here. You can lift your hands and never adore God. But when you adore God, it, it means that God has a grip on your heart. Ask your neighbor, say, neighbor, does he have a grip of your heart? Because oh, whatever he requires or demands, you freely give it to him. If you want my praise, no matter how I feel, I give it to you. 
God. I know some of us, I wish some of us would graduate to the level that it didn't matter how I felt. All I know is that God was worthy of the praise and of the glory and of the honor. Is there anybody here that say, my stomach toe up, got a headache, but I will enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. I'll be thankful unto him and bless his name. I ain't talking about the kind of praise that is regulated based upon how you feel in the moment. My praise ain't about how I feel because my praise ain't about me. My praise is about him. So I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise. If you want my worship, you don't don't have to fit into my comfortability level. Because I love you so much and I adore you so much. If I have to lay out on the floor, I am the least bit concerned about these little clothes I got on. All I know is I adore you so much, I'm willing to lay out in your presence. But, but when you adore God uh, through prayer, it means that you have a deep love and respect paid to the one you revere. It is worship or homage paid to God. It acknowledge, it's acknowledging that everything I have came from God. It acknowledges that when I pray and I adore God and I give him adoration, it acknowledges that everything I have came from God and God alone. Everything I want, God can give. And everything I need, God will supply. So I got to tell him thank you. Somebody just lift one hand and just say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, come on, let's go to the book. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse number 17. 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 New Testament. You may have heard this many times. I need you to see this. You got to adore God. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse number 17. If you have a say, amen. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Pray without ceasing. Don't, don't stop praying. Keep on praying. And while you're praying, watch this. In everything, give thanks. Well, the money ain't come through. In everything, give thanks didn't get the job I wanted in everything give thanks I thought I was going to be married by now in everything give thanks thought I was going to have some children by now but in everything give thanks why because this is the will of God what's the will of God for my life in everything give thanks see you missing it you missing it some of you are waiting on some cosmic purpose to leap up out of you that you're saying I want to know what the Lord want me to do with my life I want to know what the will of God is for my life he just told you in everything give thanks see you want something to do but you haven't learned how to be come here you want something to do give me a a purpose give me a job let me become an entrepreneur let me do all this wonderful stuff let me be a preacher but have you learned how to be faithful Ah, because you're trying to do what you haven't been come here come here and God 
is saying the will of God for your life is to learn how to give me praise and thanks in everything that whether you're up or down you're telling him thank you whether you got tears coming out your eyes you're telling him thank you whether your best friend just broke your heart you're telling him thank you because your thank you is not predicated on how good or bad life is your thank you is predicated that you know that's the will of God for your life I need you to take five seconds and lift your hands and do the will of God for your life open up your mouth and adore him Psalms 100. Psalms 100. Psalms 100. Everybody say adore. Psalms 100. Verse number four. Psalms 100. Verse number four. enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Watch this. Um, you can't even come close until you first worship. You can't even get near until you first praise. Okay, you missed that. Watch this. He said enter into his gates with thanksgiving, which means thanksgiving was happening before you came through the door and into his courts with praise. It means that you've been giving him thanksgiving so much that now your worship has shifted to the next level when you get, in, get a little closer. Watch this. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is, for the Lord is, for the Lord is, his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. So why am I adoring God? You ready? Here's, it. Here's It's real deep. I hope you can get this. It's real deep. You adore God because he has been good. He is currently good. And he will be good. So I got to adore him. Okay, you missed that. Uh, slow bus came in here because you was ready for some Greek and you were ready for Hebrew. But, but the reason that you adore him is because he has been good. He's good right now. And he'll be good tomorrow. God, I wish I had somebody that could see your life and realize that all the hell I've been through, he's already been good. And he's good right now. My life ain't the way it's supposed to be. I got up this morning. Still in my right mind. Didn't nobody break into my house. Didn't nobody steal my car. I walked into the, into the closet. I had a selection to choose from. I went into the kitchen. I had something to eat. Got in my car. There was a little bit of gas still left in there. And you mean to tell me he ain't been good to you? I need you to look at your neighbor and say, get your mind right. He's good right now. He has been good. He is good. And he will be good. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have to, watch this. I don't have to wait until he do it to praise him. I can praise him before he do it. The beginning and the end. He's already into my tomorrow before I even get to tomorrow. His word says that I'll work all things together for your good. Is that what the book say? Are y'all sure that's what the book say? So if he gonna work it for my good, 
that must mean he is good. And if he's working it for my good, which is tomorrow, then I could praise him today before I get in tomorrow. Is there anybody in here that say, I could give my God a praise on credit that before I even get into tomorrow, I could praise him today for tomorrow's blessings. Somebody lift up your hand and give God praise for what he's getting ready to do for you tomorrow. until I get into the sanctuary to get my praise started. I brought my praise with me before I got here. Woke up this morning before I reached for my phone, before I looked at the news, before I got on social media. I started my day telling God thank you because <laughs> he's been good to me. So number one, the first ingredient, first component of prayer is adoration. But here's number two. Revelation. Revelation. Let the church say revelation. What you mean by that, Pastor? So glad you asked me. Confessing your sins to God and asking him for mercy. Now that I've thanked him, now I need to get some stuff straight. See, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Many of you enter into prayer first talking about you. When your prayer needs to start with him. Some of you are so self-absorbed in what you're going through and in what you're dealing with, that your prayer is always all about you. See, when you only pray emergency prayers, emergencies are always for you because God is never in a hurry. Isn't it amazing how self-centered we can become even in our prayer life? That we don't ever stop and just adore him before we ask him for anything. God is saying, watch this, after you adore, now you need to confess. Now that you told me about me, now I talk about you. But don't tell me what you want. Tell me who you are. That was really good. That's going to go home with me. God is saying you got to confess your sins to God and ask for his mercy. When I can reveal who I am before God, watch this, I can receive what God has for me. Let me say that again. When I can reveal who I am before God, I can receive what God has for me. Because there is a connection, ladies and gentlemen, between revealing and receiving. Okay. Um, you ask me for $5. And I give you $5. And you take them $5. And you told me, I'm going to pay you back. And I never got them $5 back. How foolish would it be for you to come back to me and say, can I get five more dollars? Because my question becomes, what did you do with the last five dollars that I gave you? Y'all ain't with me. That in order for you to receive any more, you got to first reveal what you already did. <laughs> Could it be that you trying to receive and you ain't revealed? Watch this. Because when I reveal all of me in the presence of God, then I can receive what God has for me. Because confession means to agree with God. When we confess our sins, we agree that what we are wrong, that we are wrong and that we have sinned against him. Go to Psalms 32. Psalms 32. Are you getting anything from this? 
Psalms 32. Psalms 32. Psalms 32, verse number 5. New King James Version puts it like this. Psalms 32, verse number 5. I acknowledge my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Selah. That means take a pause and think about what you just said. Watch this. I confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my... Forgiveness didn't happen until I first confessed. Verse number six. For this cause, everyone who is godly shall pray to you. In a time when you, need, when you may be found, Surely, watch this, in a flood of great waters, they shall not come near him. Now, I was confused because I'm like, wait a minute. If we're talking about sin and confession, how we got over to a flood? It just didn't flow. It just didn't seem like the ideas were put together at the same. It's like you read Proverbs. You ever read Proverbs? It'll have one idea in one verse and the next verse is something completely different. It have nothing to do with the verse right before it. So I was confused. I'm like, what the flood got to do with anything? Watch this. You did wrong, and you confessed your sins. And when you confessed your sins before God, God forgave you. So what was getting ready to overwhelm you in guilt and shame, it was released over in prayer, and now you can come near to God. Okay, this ain't for everybody, because some of y'all perfect, and you ain't never did nothing wrong. But let me talk to the people like me. Who, who saved but got a rap sheet? Okay, you know, some of y'all so saved, you don't do nothing wrong. You just so saved. You just, he come and shine all day long. Okay, God bless your ministry, honey. But, but, but let me talk to some real people that can say, um, I'm saved and still struggling. I'm saved and still got issues. I'm saved, but there's some stuff I'm still doing. Can we, can we talk? Can we talk? Can we talk? Some of y'all looking at me like I'm speaking Chinese. All right, get your life. Um, 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 I'm saved, but I'm still struggling in some areas in my life. Okay, let's put it like this. I'm saved, but I ain't gave up some sin. Can I talk to somebody real? Let me just, I'm going to talk to you because I know you keep it real. I, I love God. I love Jesus with all my heart. But there's, some, there's a side of me. That ain't quite dead yet. I'm trying to kill him, but he keep coming back to life. You know, uh, um, and I can't say he just keep coming back. I resuscitate him every now and again. And if I didn't confess it before God, the guilt and the shame of it would eat me up to the place that I could never get beyond the fact of what I did to believe that God can do something greater in my life. God, I wish I had somebody right there. See, see, some of you, the reason why you carry so much guilt and shame about your past and what you've done and what you're still doing is because you have not confessed it over to God. And God is saying, I know you, you, you messed up. I know you cracker jack. I know you crazier than a $2 bill. I, I know. I know, watch this, I know about the hidden sins you ain't told nobody about. I, I know about the stuff when ain't nobody around. I, I know, I know about your secret struggles. And if you would just confess it, 
Watch this. Then I can forgive it so that you don't have to walk in the shame and the guilt of it. This is why some of y'all don't praise because you have convinced yourself because of what you have done wrong. I'm not worthy to lift your hands. Let me give you a news flash. Ain't nobody worthy for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And is there anybody here that say, I thank God that when I confess it to him, he gives me the grace to get past it. you to the place and then you over spiritualize stuff that ain't that spiritual so now you hide in your and you mask what's really going on with you trying to hide in the spirituality and God is saying why don't you just be real why don't you just come to me and say God I got a struggle in my, my flesh you know what it is here it is I'm struggling right through here I don't even like it but the, the, the thing that I don't I don't like and the thing that I know I should do, I don't do that. Oh, wretched man that I am. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm messed up. I, I'm, I got some hate in my heart. She my sister, but I hate her. Y'all want to have real talk? Let's have real talk. Come on, let's have real talk. I, I love you, but I smoke weed every now and again. Come on, y'all getting real quiet now? I, I love you, but I, I'm struggling with this bottle. Oh, y'all... I love y'all, but I'm finna go here. I love y'all. Because you think that you fooling us, but you don't realize, watch this. Sometimes I be, I be hugging y'all and be getting uh, uh, contact from the pores that are open. And you gonna sit up here and act like you ain't got no struggle? I need you to look down your row and say, ain't no lies on this row. Ain't no lies. Ain't no lies. We're going we gonna to tell the truth. We're going to tell the truth. All of us got some sitting, some hidden struggles. All of us got some stuff that we ain't told somebody about. All of us are struggling in some areas that we still need God to work on. Am I talking to any real people in here that say, Pastor, I know what you're talking about because it's me. I, I, it ain't my neighbor. It's me. I got some stuff that ain't, don't nobody know about, and I got to confess it in order to receive grace. Okay, let me put it like this. I'm moving on. Watch this. Let me put it like this. Um, Paul says, I got a thorn in my flesh. And I asked God three times, remove this booger. Get it out. Because I'm sick of being like this. I'm tired of it. I'm struggling. Now, modern day Christianity, the charismatic movement will lead you to believe, watch this, that you have to be delivered from everything in order for God to get the glory out of your life. But that contradicts that scripture because Paul said, I asked him to remove it and he never did. What he said was, my grace is sufficient for you. It means that even if you have the struggle, I'll give you the power over the struggle, even though it don't go nowhere. God, I wish I had somebody right there. Is there anybody here that say, sometimes my struggle get the best of me, but every now and again, there's a grace on my life that I can tell hell, hell no. It is not happening today. I wish I had somebody that knew what I was talking about, that I thank God for the grace over my life that gives me the ability to say no to what I want to say yes. where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Um, 
I want to dig this out. I want. I gotta dig this out. I gotta dig this out. I gotta dig this out. Just give me, give me two minutes. Let me just deal with this real quick. See, when you don't confess, watch this. You build a spiritual deficiency in your life. Stay with me. A place where things never add up or will never be enough. When, when you don't come to the come to the realization of who you are and what you struggle with, and be honest before God and tell God this is who I really am because you keep asking God to bless you but the you you present he don't know and he will never bless the imitation of who you are he will always bless the authentic you hear me I'm not talking being authentic and keeping 100 with all these people because I'm, I'm It's all right. Negroes got a thousand opinions about you. Yeah. It's not about what people think about you. Yeah. Watch this. Because what you living off is my rumor, and God knows the real. Yeah. Yeah. Did that just bless you like it blessed me? You living off of a rumor, but God knows the real me, and he blesses the real me. Keep talking, boo. Tell your neighbor, just keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. Watch this. But if you don't be real, you build in a deficiency. Everybody say deficiency. So what happens when you build in a spiritual deficiency? Watch this. It limits your life. It lowers your expectations. And it lasts long. When you don't be honest. This is the Freedom Church. You want to get free, right? See, if you don't get honest and say, I got to struggle right here in this area. Watch this. It limits your options. It will lower your expectations and it will last long. When you don't be honest and tell God, God, this is who I am, now it limits your options of who you can become. Because now you can't see yourself out of what you're in. And you know how many people live limited lives? You're spiritually limited. You don't see that you're greater than what you're living. You don't see that your checkbook don't define where you're going to go. you limited you have allowed this struggle to define who you are to your core and now you don't believe you could be anything greater than what you have told yourself touch your neighbor say no more limitations get your expectations up watch this now after it limits you then it lowers your expectations you, 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 don't, you don't believe that better is coming you don't believe that it could be any better than this. You think, watch this, that the only way that you can have the company of a man is you got to sleep with him. Because you've lowered your expectations. You believe the only way that you can have real true friends is you got to kiki with fake ones. You have lowered your expectations. You believe that a thirst trap on social media is the way that you can feel good about you. I come against the spirit of thirst traps. <laughs> Excuse me, and I'm not only talking to the women. <laughs> you angle spirit, I need you to get up out your angle and believe that God can do something for you. like me. 
It's all right. I'm going home. Watch this. You limit your expectations. You limit your options. You lower your expectations, and it lasts long. So you'll be bound for years and years and years because you never got honest. You never got real before God. And say, God, I got an issue right here. It lasts long. Me and, me, and my, me and my sister, me and my family, we ain't never got along. Why? Because you never told the truth. You were never honest. So it lasts longer than it's supposed to. And God has said, it could be delivered today if you would just get honest. If you could just be honest. And say, watch this. This is too real for y'all. I'm out here now. This is too real for y'all. I love my family, but I hate them at the same time. Yeah, let that settle on you just for a minute. I love who I'm married to, but I ain't in love with them anymore. Because the only way that God can repair and give grace is you got to be truthful about it. Or you're going to just keep playing the game. You're going to keep trying to prove something to everybody that ain't got nothing to do with your relationship. Yeah. I'm out here now. Look at your neighbor and say, he helping me. He helping me. He helping me. God says when you confess, your options open up, your expectations can be raised, and what would have taken you longer just got shorter. You ready for this? Confess it and move on. Confess it and receive the grace that God wants to give you. I need to stop. I got two more points. But I'm, I've been pastoring long enough to realize the voice of the Lord. And the Lord told me to stop. Don't even move to the next two points. Because there is a confession that needs to happen in this house. There is a realization that needs to happen of where you really are. Not this put on you. Watch this. Some of you have mastered how to be the social media you, and that ain't you. That ain't you. That's the image you're trying to portray to protect you. Because you're scared if people really found out how you really are, wouldn't nobody want to deal with you. So let me be my image. Let me be my persona. But don't let me be real. I don't know who I'm talking to, but the Lord just told me to stop and give you an opportunity to confess your sins before the Lord. The struggle that you ain't told nobody about, the issue you still dealing with, the stuff you said you was over and you still ain't over it. God says you need to confess. So that, watch this, not that you sit in it, but that you can receive the grace of the Lord on your life. The grace, watch this, to get over it keep saying you're over it. You ain't over it because you ain't received no grace for it. You're trying to do it in your own strength. Watch this. And even after you confess it like Paul did, here's what the Lord says. Can you trust me enough that even though I don't remove it, you can trust in the grace I put over it? That even if you've got to struggle through it, can you trust the grace that I can give you to endure? Watch this. Better way of putting it the grace to manage it. 
but you got to confess it. I don't know who I'm talking to, but wherever you are, you know there's some confession that needs to happen. Forget these people you sit, sitting around. Don't worry about none of these church people. This is an honest, holy moment right now. I need you to stand to your feet. You ain't got to tell nobody what it is. You're going to take a time to talk to God for yourself. If I'm talking to you, stand to your feet right now. There is a confession that needs to take place in this room. Still struggling with this. I'm walking around with unforgiveness in my heart. Still got this anger problem. Got a pornography issue. Struggling in my flesh. Struggling with my attitude. I'm smiling, but something up under that ain't real. God said, stand to your feet there needs to be a confession that happens. There is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. There's a confession that needs to take place. I can't keep living like this. I can't, I can't keep faking it. Come on, I can't keep faking it. It's too much energy trying to be who I'm not. seconds if I'm talking to you get on your feet I'm getting ready to move forward this is the last call wherever you are those that stood to your feet that were bold enough to say it's me I need the grace of the Lord on this issue of my life you to take a brief moment. I don't need you to confess it to your neighbor. I don't need you to confess it to me. I need you to confess it to the Lord. Lord, this is me. The real me. I'm struggling. I'm trying to be what everybody wants me to be and have yet to figure out who I am in you. I have taught myself how to put on this face. And when you try to bless me, you find the imitation. But here's the authentic me. Here's the real me. Here's the struggling me. Here is the me that love you, but I still struggle in my flesh. Here is the real me. That I'm trying to hold it together for everybody else. And secretly I go in the bathroom and cry alone. This is the real me. I hear the Lord saying, take the pressure off. You don't have to be strong in my presence. For when you are weak, then I will be strong. I hear the Lord saying, the strength of the Lord comes to you now. The strength of the Lord. You've been trying to manage this thing by yourself. God says, the grace that you need, receive it now. You've confessed it. Watch this. And my word says, I forgive it. Stop holding it over your head. 
Stop walking around as if you got to pay something back. It's under the blood. It's washed away. Come on, y'all. Lift your hands and receive the grace of the Lord on your life. It's forgiven. And even if you struggle with it tomorrow, now you got the grace to teach you how to be better. Forgive yourself. I feel in the spirit, hear me, I feel a heaviness of tired. Tired trying to be what everybody wants you to be. You are worn slap out. You are worn out. Because you have told yourself I have to perform in order for people to love me and to like me. I have to cover up what's really going on. So I perform for everybody around me. God says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Right now in this moment, God is freeing you. God is freeing you. God is freeing you from the pressure of expectations. God is freeing you. All you have to do is perform for an audience of one. It is him and him alone. Here we go. And I hear the Lord saying, I'm silencing the voices of those that are ready to criticize you. I'm silencing the naysayers that want to manipulate you back into performing who you used to be. That day is over. Welcome to the new you. With those hands lifted up, receive the grace of the Lord on your life. Receive the grace of the Lord on your life. Receive the grace of the Lord on your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all move this out of the way for me. Strength. Strength comes to you now. If I'm talking to you, get on this altar. I need to lay hands on you. The strength of the Lord is coming to you now. The strength of the Lord. You're tired. You're tired. You're tired. God is going to renew your strength. Y'all move up. The strength of the Lord. Who's there for the helper? Who's there for the person that fixes everybody else's problem? Who's the strength for the one? Some of you have told yourself in the last couple of weeks, I have nothing else to give. I'm out. I'm on zero. I'm on E. But I hear the Lord saying, the grace, the grace, the grace, the grace, the grace, the grace. He's renewing your strength now. He's renewing it now. The grace. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, lift your hands and receive the grace of the Lord. Come on. Get filled back up all over again. Come on, get filled back up all over again. You've given to everything and everybody. You've performed over and over and over. God is saying, you ain't got to perform right now in my presence. 
receive the grace that you need on your life. So I speak strength now. I speak strength now. I speak strength now. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. I speak strength now. Hallelujah. You sown, you sown. Get ready to reap. I speak strength now. I speak strength now. It won't hold you hostage any longer. It won't hold you hostage any longer. It will not hold you hostage any longer. I pray right now that the chains be broken. That you be free from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. I decree and declare that everything the enemy tried to incarcerate you with is broken off your life right now. Come on, I need you to receive the grace of the Lord. Where the struggle was, where the issue was, God says, I'm giving you what you need to endure, to make it through. And if I don't remove it, you got the grace to control it. You got the grace to manage it. You got the grace to get through it. It will not take you out. It will not take you out. Come on, I hear you, Lord. God says the mistake that you thought was going to hold your life up forever. God says, I cancel it now in the name of Jesus. No condemnation. No condemnation. No condemnation. No condemnation. I decree and declare the grace of God over your life. I pray right now the grace of God over your life. Over every hidden struggle every hidden issue the stuff you ain't told nobody about who gonna be there for you when you've been there for everybody else you've had to perform you've had to act like everything was okay just so that people would be okay with you God says you don't have to do it any longer release it over to me now strength now Strength now, strength now, strength now. Who helps the intercessor? Who helps the one that helps everybody else? When you've given everything to everybody else, God says, I'm giving it back to you now. God says, I'm giving it back to you now. I'm giving it back to you now. Come on, I need y'all to lift your hands in worship. I feel the Lord breaking strongholds. Hallelujah, hallelujah. No more performing. No more performing. I'm making you a mighty man of valor. Be who I've called you to be. Hallelujah. 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 If I be a man of God, hallelujah. Just a few more days. Just a few more days. Hold on just a little while longer. God says, I got it. 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 I need y'all to open your mouth and worship him. Come on, I need you to open your mouth and worship him. Hallelujah. Come on, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Come on. That's it. You're getting the release you need. You're getting the release you need. You're getting it right now. You confessed it. God says, I heard it. I forgave it. Hallelujah. Come on. Receive the receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. Hallelujah. We bless you. We glorify you. I can't get to everybody. Hallelujah. But I thank you. And we glorify you. Hallelujah. 
I want you on this altar because I can't get to everybody. I need you to wrap your arms around somebody and just start interceding for them. Come on. Come on, let them know it's going to be all right. Come on, let them know God got you. Hallelujah, come on. Hallelujah. Come on, strength, 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 strength. Strength, strength where you're depleted. Strength where you're depleted. Strength where you're depleted. I wish those in the, the audience wouldn't just look like it's a performance, but lift your hands and worship. Come on, I need you to lift your hands and worship. Hallelujah. We bless you. Come on, take your moment. The strength. The strength. The strength. The strength. Come on. The strength. Receive it now. The strength of the Lord. Come on, receive it now. The strength of the Lord. Come on, receive it now. The strength of the Lord. Come on, receive it. The strength of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, you needed this. You needed this. You needed this. That's it. You needed this. Come on, I feel a move of God on this altar. I need y'all to lift your hands and open up your mouth. Hallelujah. Come on, receive it now. Receive it now. Hallelujah. No more pressure. No more pressure. No more pressure. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. We bless your name, God. Come on, bring that out. Come on, thank you, Lord. We bless your name, God. Hallelujah. Come on, thank you, Lord. Come on, lift your voice and say that. I just won. That's it. Come on, worshipers. Come on, open it up. Come on. Come on, say thank you, Lord. That's it. Take your moment. Come on, lift your hands and tell the Lord. Say thank you, Lord. Yes, God. That's it. Open up your mouth and say, thank you, Lord. Yes, God. Come on, say, I just won. Come on, lift your hands and say, made a way. Yes, he did. He made a way. Come on, I need worshipers to say, made a way. When I look back over my life, I realize he made a way. Yes, God. I just want 
this ain't for everybody. But somebody lift your hands and say, been so good. He's been so good. Yes, God. Hallelujah. You've been so good. Even when I was wrong, even when I messed up, even when I was in my sin, you've been so good. I just want now that just leaves me in one place come on everybody say thank you Lord yes God there's worship in this place there's strength in this place hallelujah there's peace in this place come on say thank you Lord I just want Return to your seat if you can. If you want to stay right here on this altar, you can. Y'all don't know how to help people get theirs. Come on. I need somebody in here to open up your mouth and start worshiping God. Hallelujah. Come on, one more time. Say thank you, Lord. Come on, do I have any worshipers? Come on, say thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Say thank you, Lord. just one hallelujah one more time say thank you Lord come on sing it from your heart say thank you Lord know Jesus for yourself, if you're unsure of your salvation, I want to introduce you to a man that could change your life and make you brand new. I want to give you an opportunity to come to know him for yourself. Or if you're looking for a church home, we open the doors of the church to you. This is your moment, this is your time, this is your season. Let's do it on today. I'm going to count to three. If I'm talking to you, get up out your seat. Make your way down to this altar. I just want to pray with you. Don't leave here the same way that you came. One, God loves you. Two, you know he's calling you. 
Come on, let's do it. If I'm talking to you to give your life to Jesus Christ or to join this church, make your way down to this altar. One, two, and three. Come on, get to moving if I'm talking to you. I'm not going to be late at a time, but if I'm talking to you, come on. Hallelujah.